Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Racewire on Over the Top Cycling. In Boulder, Colorado, I'm your host, George Thomas. And on the line with us today, we have the 2015 unofficial World Gravel Cycling Champion, Neil Shirley. Neil, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, George. Now, can you give us a little bit of background on the Gravel World Championships? Well, from, from what I understand, you know, I, I'm, I'm coming from the West Coast, so, you know, the, the whole gravel racing phenomenon, you know, it's, it's kind of a newer thing for me, but in the Midwest, it's, it's a really big deal. And so I believe the, the, the event, this is the sixth year um, they've been doing it, and it, it's last year when Dan Hughes won it, it, it kind of really um, jumped to, uh, you know, into prominence, and, and that's kind of when I took note of it, uh, and it's 150 miles of pretty much all but maybe five miles of it are gravel roads around Lincoln, Nebraska. And what's the condition of the roads like? Were you able to race on your road bike, or did you have some special equipment? Um, I, you know, so going into it, I, I had planned to ride a Cannondale Synapse road bike uh, with 30-millimeter tires, which is kind of the biggest a bike like that will accept. But then there was rain in the forecast, so I went to uh, kind of a true gravel bike that offered more, a little greater tire clearance, and, and that was a a foundry overland, and I ran 32-millimeter tires um, with just a little bit of uh, file tread in the, in the center um, just to help with traction a bit. But overall, the, the dirt roads, they're, they actually they vary. You, you have some sections that have, there's been, you know, larger pieces of gravel that have just been, you know, laid down, and then other places, very decomposed, where it's almost like riding through a sandbox. And um, there's sections where it's like riding a single track. You have to really just maintain the line that the that the cars make through it. So, you know, you really have to, you know, you have to pay attention and stay on your game because, you know, in, in each mile, the conditions of the roads can change dramatically. How did you prepare for this? Uh, like you said, you live out on the West Coast. I'm sure um, conditions for dirt roads are very different from California as they are in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska? Yeah, they definitely are. So in, in California, our, we don't have gravel roads. Everything, Every road is pretty much paved. So, you know, the only dirt roads we have are forestry access roads through the mountains. And they're more like, you know, mountain 
ride those quite a bit. It's nice just being able to get away from traffic um, and mix up the terrain. But overall, just just riding, you know, riding long long road miles. Uh, I think for me the best preparation for something, you know, an event like Gravel World. And what did you think of the terrain? Were you surprised by the amount of climbing? Uh, was it flatter than you expected? Well, out, you know, on the West Coast, we, we tend to think that the Midwest is flat, and that is definitely not the case. <laughs> you know, I've done a little bit, I've done a couple, I've done Dirty Kansas 200 and Kansas twice, and so I, I, I did know that uh, the terrain is, is definitely rolling, but then um, the roads around Lincoln were honestly next level. There's no flat road anywhere, and every climb, the, you know, the climb might only be a one-minute climb, but it's nonstop. They come one after another after another, and so at the end of 150 miles, I had 11,000 feet of climbing, which... Wow. That, that really shocked me. That that was a lot, and it just comes, you know, it, it, there's never one climb that's it's that knockout punch. It's just that slow, slow wear down until, you know, the 483rd climb, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a race, so is there a SAG support or anything out there? How did you fuel, get liquids, anything like that? How was the course marked? Do you have a map? Uh, did you use Garmin? How does that work? Yeah, so uh, again, kind of with a lot of the gravel races, they're, they're not, the courses are not marked. Um, the courses typically aren't announced until just a day or two before the event. So on Wednesday, um, the promoters released the course, and they, uh, they sent out uh, a download to wanted to print out a cue sheet um, in addition to uh, a GPS file. So I used to gar I had cue sheets just in case my Garmin died, but I, I navigated with uh, with a Garmin, um, which kind of takes the guesswork. You know, it's, it's the easiest way, I think, if you're you're really trying to race, race it. Now, you went out there with a the team, correct? No, I was, uh, I was solo out there. Um, I was just riding for road bike action and uh, yeah, so I didn't have any teammates out there. 
what's it like out there for that kind of distance all alone? Did you feel like you were getting ganged up on at all? Not so much. <laughs> uh, there, you know, there there was a American Classic. They they had a team of four or five riders, and they were really trying to use some, some road tactics um, out there. But ultimately, at, at the end of the day, um, it's such a long race and a race of attrition that you know, it, it comes down to, uh, you know, luck is always involved, but just, just pacing, you know, and nutrition strategy and all the little, um, I, I guess, uh, you know, team dynamics and stuff, that kind of goes out the window in the second half of the race. And, you know, in the, in the case of, uh, of, you know, the race this time, there were two of us off the front after about 30 miles, so it just kind of came down to a, you know, one-on-one, um, which simplifies things. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind my asking, what was your nutrition strategy? Uh, so I started off with um, three bottles filled with first endurance, um, and that, that each one was mixed at 250 calories. So uh, the plan was to have one you know, basically I figured it was going to be about 70 degrees in the morning and, you know, three hours in it would be, you know, maybe up to 80 as you know, warmest. So figured I could do one bottle an hour. That would get me through the first three hours. And then not really knowing what I would have available at the checkpoint, um, I figured I would at least have, you know, I'd just fill my bottles with water and I had um, an electrolyte to add in there just to keep, you know, keep sodium up. And then I use first endurance EFS flask that is just like a little gel flask that you put in your pocket and, it, and each one has 400 calories. So I had three of those and I, I, I figured that that would get me through the rest of the race, um, taking in anywhere from 250 to 300 calories an hour. Did you have a time goal in mind? anticipated as long as the weather held out which was a little iffy um there were tornado warnings but um (laughs) which for a california guy you know that was a little frightening but that that didn't materialize and you know i I had anticipated about eight hours if all went well and that was a good guess my time ended up being seven hours and 54 minutes so you know that, that was uh well planned can you walk us through the race, uh, just kind of break it down into 50-mile segments? So first third, obviously you got away around mile 30 with another person. What happened after that? Uh, so after, you know, after the first third of the race, it, it really, it was myself and Brian Jensen. Um, he's a, he's a, you know, Kansas guy, so he's savvy with riding gravel. Um, and we, we just traded, we traded turns, you know, we'd take about maybe 60 second holes each and, and kind of trade off. Uh, so we worked, we worked really well together. And honestly, it, at that point, you, you're already thinking about what it's going to take to have the best legs possible, um, you know, that last 50 miles. So it's making sure you don't neglect your fluid and taking in the calories. Um, even if you feel great, you know, you still have to 
honestly probably wasn't the most exciting if you were if you were watching us out there because we're just trading polls. Um, but coming up with a with a plan of, of how how we were gonna each of us coming up with our own plan how we were gonna finish it off and try and try and win at the end. Um, and I think one of the one of the one of the main points of the race is we probably had a 15 mile section where there must have been a 20 25 mile an hour headwind. Oh. And it was it was really just even though the intensity level wasn't really high, um, it was it was a slow kind of a slow death, if you will, to this into this headwind, and that that really um, capped a lot of energy. Um, and fortunately for me, I think it took a little more out of Brian. And so coming into the, the final 10 miles, um, Brian was having, he was pretty empty and he was having a hard time. So I had maybe thought that, you know, after 150 miles, he was going to finish in a sprint, which would be kind of crazy. And fortunately, it, it didn't come down that, to that, and I was able to get away in the last couple miles and finish solo. So, you win the unofficial world championship. I hate calling it unofficial because, I mean, it's quite the feat. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, you know, I think that if it, if it was official, then it would mean that it was sanctioned by one of the governing bodies. And that kind of takes, in a way, that kind of diminishes what, what some of these events are about. And I think what makes the event enticing and fun is that everyone is so uniquely different. Um, there's there's no cookie-cutter approach to any of the events, um, and that, that's what keeps them fun and, and funky. Um, so I'm fine with it being unofficial. Well, as I am not a journalist, I'm going to call you the world champion. That has got to be the coolest championship jersey out there. <laughs> that is that is for sure. Pirate themed, and you know, still, you know, still got the rainbow flag, just to, or you know, the rainbow colors, just a, a little different order than than how the UCI um, flies them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Neil Shirley, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Road Bike Action's Neil Shirley, the world champion, gravel world champion uh, of 2015. Thanks for visiting us on Over the Top Cycling. In Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.